What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor McLean. Today, we're going to go over the Buffalo Bills 24-21 win over the New England Patriots. I made this my second game of the week because I wanted to see how Josh Allen looked, how the Cam and the Patriots option looked so I could get a feel, so I can get a feel for what these teams are going to do going forward. Let's start with the winning side. Let's start with the Buffalo Bills. And of course, when you're talking Buffalo Bills, you're talking about Josh Allen pretty exclusively. He is the Buffalo Bills offense, and it's pretty apparent whenever he's on the field that everything kind of flows through him. Now, they had an easier time today running against the Patriots' front seven. Teams that are able to establish the run and really run the ball effectively on the Patriots have shown that they should be able to handle the Patriots and do what they need to do. The Patriots had a significant number of front seven pieces opt out. And when you do that, certainly, you know, you're going to have replacements, but once there's a little attrition in the defense, you're going to be down to your third string players pretty quickly. They didn't have Stefan Gilmore in this game and it really showed Stefan Diggs was able to get loose a bit for Josh because of the way the game flow worked. And because of the way this game play, played out, Josh only put 18 passes in the air. He was able to complete 11 of them for 154 yards. He did throw the INT. He went on to show you why you want your running quarterbacks to have rushing plays in the money plays. And by money plays, I mean third downs. I mean important plays. And, of course, I mean the goal line touches. And that's where Josh shines. You know, had Zach Moss not stepped up today, which we'll get to him in a minute, you know, the day could have been even bigger for Josh because Josh has been the de facto goal line back for this team for some time. And uh, he still got the rushing touchdown today while he wasn't able to tack the yards on there. You know, getting eight points with the rushing totals certainly lessens the blow when they're not able to pass the ball as effectively and they don't get in the end zone with their passes. It's kind of like a running back that catches passes. You want to, you want your quarterback to be able to succeed no matter what the defense dictates to them. So if the defense says, hey, we're going to take the pass away, fine, the quarterback runs the ball, and vice versa. If they're able to take the running game away, if they're able to spy him and takes, take his legs away, you want the quarterback to be able to make them pay with their passes like Russell Wilson would. And similarly, Josh is able to do that, not in the same way at all as Russell, because it's accuracy versus arm with Russell versus Josh. But Josh still has what it takes. You know, he's had some kind of down weeks in the last couple versus defenses that you would have thought that he could have taken more advantage of. And I think this creates a small buy low window for Josh. I'm absolutely still on board, and there's nothing that's making me say, based on his play, that he can't keep this up. It's just the way the ball has bounced The only thing I would really think that might affect his stats would be if Zach Moss is able to be more effective in the goal line sets as he was today, that would be the one thing that would give me some pause in that way. You know, when you're looking at the schedule for Josh as well, while there are some good matchups there, it's not the easiest schedule that I've seen for the playoffs coming forward. You know, he's going to get Steelers in week 14. The Steelers have been really good as of late and especially have a good defense. Denver has been frisky and certainly has the ability to rush the passer and certainly the defense is probably their strength at this point. And then this same New England squad for week 16. 
So it's certainly something to monitor with Josh. I do think he's a quarterback one that I'd be targeting. Like I said, it's the rushing stats that go along with the passing stats. Plus, he is a great deal of this offense. And while I like that Zach Moss was able to add something and Devin Singletary was able to add something today in the rushing tack, I do think there'll be bigger totals for Josh going forward. And it's something that I'm absolutely willing to stand behind. Speaking of Zach Moss, he was the big reason to watch this game today. I wanted to see how he stepped in in his second game back from injury, and he didn't disappoint. You know, while he and Devin split the carries pretty evenly and he didn't catch a pass, he was getting more of the money touches. He was used heavily in the goal line sets, and he was able to convert. You know, he's got a lot more power. He has a, a good amount of burst, and it's just something that I feel like fits better overall with the Buffalo Bills running style and what they're creating whole-wise from their offense. While Devin Singletary absolutely creates a buffer between Zach Moss and running back one value, I do think that's something I'm targeting going forward. I don't think this was an aberration. And if Zach Moss is able to get a hold of this backfield in a more complete way, then I think he would absolutely offer the type of value we're looking for that might win you some playoff games because he has the opportunity right now where somebody might not believe in what he did and you're able to get in now. And then if something happens to Devin Singletary, you're talking about probably the best lottery ticket there could possibly be available with the biggest payoff should Zach Moss get this role alone. So while you probably should have put your buy low offers in last week with Zach Moss, I still think that's something I'm interested in. I'm I'm also still interested in Stefan Diggs. You know, he kind of been down a little bit until today and then was able to get loose. And, And especially on a day when Josh only had 18 passes and 11 completions, Stefan was still able to get his. He was still able to get loose against New England. And it's certainly a situation that I love as far as his connection with Josh in the first year. You know, it's not always that easy. The wide receivers come over immediately and make that kind of change to the offense. But Stefan has certainly done that. And I think it's also kudos to Josh for increasing his accuracy too. But we'll we'll just want to see bigger passing totals for the rest of the options. I don't think any of them are the type of options I was targeting in the first place. So it didn't really affect me the way this game went down. But still, you know, there's going to be deeper leagues where you're looking to some of these guys. And I think there will be bigger days in this. It's just the way the game broke down. And it was just that the Patriots were able to get the run game going as well. So that allowed them to run more clock and take a little bit more of the air out of the ball than they normally would be able to against the Bills. So we're still into Josh. We're looking at Zach Moss, and we still like Stephon Diggs. Let's move over to the New England Patriots. It's been kind of an up-and-down season for the Patriots. I I guess most Patriot fans would already know that. Cam has been very up-and-down, and, you know, early in the year, I saw him setting and throwing more. He was more fundamentally sound as far as his passes went, and he seemed to be more comfortable in the pocket. And I'm not sure whether it's just the lack of weapons on this team without Edelman, with Nikhil Harry being counted on, with Demetrius Bird being a big part of the offense. I mean, really, outside of Damian Harris and James White, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of weapons going on here in New England. And that was probably one of the biggest reasons that Tom Brady stepped away from this situation because he knew it wasn't him. It was the weapons around him. And uh, while the Patriots had put assets, you know, second round pick into Muhammad Sanu, they drafted Nikhil Harry. They, there was plenty of wide receivers for them to take besides Nikhil Harry in that 
range that would have been better. And I know that New England Patriot fans are lamenting that fact right now. Throw in Edelman going on the IR, and you're looking at a really tough situation for Cam going forward. It probably puts him at the back end of quarterback twos just because it's a very rushing-dependent quarterback one situation. So we'll need to see more from him to actually think that any New England pass catcher is an option. The big thing is you're probably not looking at Cam as a starter anyway, so that's not as big an issue. What you're probably trying to suss out is what do I do with the New England Patriots rushing attack? It's an interesting situation because Damian Harris was free at certain points earlier in the season, and I think uh, people that have him, that have rostered him, might be willing to trade him because they got him for nothing. The question is, how much do you believe in Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots as far as their willingness to stick with the running back? It's something I didn't really know how to articulate until this week. And what it is, is New England, and uh, I've noticed San Francisco as well, they have a larger propensity to make personnel decisions as far as their touches and how the offense or defense is going to run based on their whims and based on that week. And what that can lead to is highly unpredictable production by the skill position players of that team. So if the Patriots are more willing and the 49ers are more willing than other teams to stick another guy in there to play the hot hand on any given week to you know give touches to a running back you might not expect in a given week. And you know, we don't get to start these players after the game starts. We have to know beforehand whether we're willing to count on the production of that player. And when the coaching staff and when the team is more unpredictable in that way, it lowers the overall value of that player. I always bake into New England running backs the fact that they might cut on a dime and start somebody else the next week and leave me with a zero just based on a whim. So you have to be aware of that. And the reason I lump the 49ers into that is because Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan's father used to do the exact same thing year to year, week to week, day to day. And Kyle has shown those same tendencies. So those two teams, especially are teams that I bake into their prices that, Hey, they might not make it to the next week, week to week. If the running back or if the situation isn't as good, I was willing to take a chance on Raheem Mostert for the 49ers. I don't know that I'm willing to take a chance on any of the New England running backs in that way. None of them show the same type of dominance, even though Damian Harris looked like the best one today. It's just not something I feel like I'm able to count on week to week. And while Damian Harris would absolutely be the back from that backfield that I'm targeting, I'm not sure that I'd be giving up a ton of value to target him just because it might change week to week. And this isn't an extremely dynamic offense. Throw in the fact that Cam Newton steals goal line carries and goal line touches, and you've got a lower end situation as far as the backs go. And I can tell you unequivocally with the passing volumes and with everything else going on with the Patriots, I'm not targeting any of their pass catchers at all whatsoever unless you're in a way deeper format or we're talking something really cheap in DFS. Well, that's what I've got for this game. It was a fun game to watch. I love watching the Bills and the the Patriots with Cam certainly have something to offer as well. I'll look forward to them trying to figure this out. I feel like teams have gotten enough film on New England at this point to stop a lot of what they're doing. So they need to get creative and they need to show us that they're the Patriots and that it wasn't Tom Brady this whole time. Appreciate your time. Like, listen, and subscribe, and uh, certainly download the podcast. That's the important one. And uh, have a great rest of your day.